Spiritual innocence. Well, why the hell aren't you all doing it here in the physical? What are you holding back for? Seriously, what are you holding back for? Why are you all dressed? Is it because it's cold? Or is it because you're just freaking guilty? Well, there's truth there, isn't it? We do cover up. You know, a lot of our inner experiences, just like we wear clothes, well, a lot of the inner experiences, our clothes represent the karmic patterns that we're wearing, which is really just another way of saying the lessons we're learning. So if it's self-judgments or fears of any sort, that's a lot of what we're wearing. So a lot of, even here in this world, we cover up for many various reasons, and sometimes it's out of fears and judgments, and other times it is truly for comfort and warmth and protection and all that here. So it's, it's, yes, it's fun to have the jokes, but there's also some reality in it all. And it doesn't really matter what we're covering or not. What matters is, you know, or what are we doing with it? Are we feeding the fear or are we really beginning to, in a sense, unleash the fear or set ourselves free from it so that we really begin to really live more of the loving? Because it really is our responsibility to set ourselves free. It's not God's responsibility. It's ours. Most people put it on God, and so we're ever the victim, ever the victim. We'll blame everybody else, including God. Well, we don't care. God doesn't care, because God knows and loves you anyway. That's the funny thing, how it works. We always try to put it outside of ourselves. Well, this is a world of reflection, so of course we're going to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But please understand and projecting and putting it outside of ourselves is for a reason. It's set up as a mirror because by projecting out is where it's reflected back to us so we can begin to see and learn what it is that we are projecting because that's what we're learning. You know, the whole phrase, go look in the mirror. The time somebody calls names, you know, or says, yeah, it takes one to know one. You hear me say the same thing when somebody says, I says nice things, I say the same thing. It takes one to know one. Go look in the mirror. Most people take that as an insult or a negative connotation, but it's true regardless of what it is, good or bad or positive, negative, however that is. Truly, everything, everything can be used to our benefit to support us on our journey of freedom if we're willing to look and to see how it can support us that's all it is. So the next time somebody hurls an insult at you, you know, barfs their projection all over you, and it looks messy and feels terrible, you don't like the way it sounds, instead of just reacting and barfing back on them, why not just take, just take a moment before you do and take a look in the mirror and see what threw up on you. Take a look, really. Just take a look. Just instead of your instantaneous, habitual reaction, just stop for a moment and just take a look. Take a look in the mirror. If the mirror's dirty, clean it off. If you're not sure, ask somebody for some help. This is the biggest thing. Ask for help when you need it. Really. That's a big part of the whole Q&A. We all need help. That's the truth, okay? Especially me. We all need help. Well, don't they say we teach what it is we most need to learn ourselves? But that's how you get to understand and know it so well. 
it can be as simple as asking for help. When you ask for help, that'll begin to change the victim consciousness. Every one of us here is a victim, whether you believe it or not, or whether you want to acknowledge it or not, everybody's a victim. Otherwise, you wouldn't be experiencing yourself in separation, okay? I just say that across the board because once you claim it and acknowledge it and stop making it wrong is where you begin to set yourself free. A lot of people say, I don't want to affirm that. I want to affirm being a victim. I don't want to affirm my disturbance and negativity because in doing that, I'm going to feed it and make it stronger. Not if you do it the way I'm talking about here. The truth will set you free. So you've got to acknowledge the truth of what's going on in order to free yourself. Now, if you take that same thing and begin to use it like an affirmation and feed it, yeah, that sure, you can do that. And then it is feeding the fear. But what I'm talking about is not about feeding the fear. It's about acknowledging the fear that is running so that you begin to now take your power back And guess what? That's what you got to do anyway if you're going to learn the lesson. Remember what I was sharing before about the whole thing of taking our power back is because we've given power and fed the illusion, but in that, that we've given life to, it's just there for us to learn from. So in taking our power back, yeah, maybe we're afraid of now accepting the lesson, but if you realize in that process, uh, bringing it back to yourself is where you're going to learn, and that's looking in the mirror. All you have to do is be willing to. And as it comes back to you, or as you look at it in the mirror, it'll reveal itself. Because that's what the light of spirit does. It reveals revelation. Revelation just isn't something in the scripture or in the Bible. It's something that happens every single day for every single one of us. And more so for those of us that are willing to actually look, to have it revealed, to ask for it to be revealed. Aren't you doing that in Q&A when you ask Jim and myself, or anybody for that matter, something? Asking for revelation. Well, as you now know, that asking is really more than just getting information. It's opening a door so that that light of spirit can begin to shine through to reveal. And that's more than revelation. In the beginning, it looks more like we're learning in lessons as a mental process and looking in the mirror. That's how it looks in the beginning because that mind is a mirror and it's reflecting to us that which is of spirit. The higher mind is a mirror that reflects that which is above. The highest of the higher mind is the etheric, by the way. The unconscious is unconscious mind. That mirror, that lake of reflection, is a reflector. It's a mirror. But everybody's running around in fear of all the images that aren't even true anyway. All you have to do to break the fear or crack the mirror. It's not seven years of bad luck if you do. It's actually good luck. Because once that mirror is cracked, that means that the light of spirit from above is shining through directly, not as a reflection, but a direct emanation. And that's what we're doing here. That's what the path of sun and light is, a direct emanation out of the realms of spirit. But until we open or crack that mirror, it's always going to be a reflective process. 
And that's what the mind does. You just have to understand how it does that and reflects and to use it to your benefit. That's why talking about the dreams and inner experiences and studying to learn the symbology can be beneficial to a point because it's still just symbology. But in that understanding, it supports us in ever rising through the mind so we can rise above it. Some of you have been around for a while. Jim, a while back, actually did, actually almost wrote a book. We almost were going to do it on, um, I think we called it Symbology, the Language of Spirit. Is that right? Miss in Silence? I think so. Right when we're about ready to do that, we decided not to because that's when we began doing the initiations. And so we wanted to do a higher perspective and focus. But that's why we share about it because it's part of the journey to some degree that can support us in having some level of understanding. It's not totally necessary, but it is like learning a foreign language. It takes time. But if we give it too much time, it becomes more of a focus rather than God, and that's why we don't. We really want God to be the primary, God first and only. And in that, God will reveal that which we really need to know to support our journey. Otherwise, we'd be sitting here doing dream analysis all the time. We do it here and there because it serves here and there. But haven't you seen, Jim and I, when somebody shares something symbolically where we don't necessarily give answer information to it? Well, when that happens, it's because we don't want the mind to get caught up where now it's going to work against the soul. We want to serve the soul in getting free. Understand that. That's always our primary focus and whatever that takes. And of understanding symbology of these inner experiences is going to support the soul towards its liberation, then that's what we'll do. If getting too caught up in trying to figure out the symbology is going to distract us from that movement of soul liberation, then we're not going to go into it. It's as simple as that. Please understand that rather than get upset at us if we don't give you the answer you want. We really do want the best for you. And it sometimes is not the way you think it should be or want it to be. That's all. But I'm used to being the blame, the guy, the fall guy, the one who's it's my fault all the time. That's the joke all the time. Yep, my fault. Even the good stuff that happens, usually people give Jim credit for that. <laughs> right? It's true. You should hear it all the time. Our own staff has no respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially two of them in this room right now. <laughs> That's right. They're here because we made them to learn some respect for the master. <laughs> yeah, my life story. That's what you came here to hear. My life story. I get no respect. Rodney Dangerfield's my brother. <laughs> I don't want any respect, but I certainly don't mind some love. <laughs> I often say, to me, respect is of the mind and the ego, and honoring is of the spirit. 
That's how I look at it. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but that's the way it works for me. So in honoring our time together, honoring one another, honoring the beloved, that's what I always do the best and the worst at times. I say that because a lot of times we say, I'm going to do my best. What the hell is wrong with your worst? Why not try doing your worst? I'm going to do my worst. I don't ever hear anybody say that. The hell is wrong with you? Well, that's why. If I do my worst, it's, something's wrong with me. Did you know that if you fulfilled what's wrong with you, maybe you'd finally be complete and whole rather than just an asshole? You'd be complete and a whole ass rather than just a half. What do you want? Are you the left cheek or the right cheek? Well, I'm going to shoot right up the center. The straight and the narrow. As above, so below. <laughs> this is being recorded. Oh, good. <laughs> wow, I did not see that one coming. I need a drink. <laughs> Yeah, I get called that too. I'm trying to build some pity here. <laughs> See how big of a victim I can build myself up to be. <laughs> Thank you, because I'm not doing my worst yet. I'm getting there. That's just a warm-up act. <laughs> Got to bring you down. Well, did you know there's a lower level beyond where I just went? <laughs> Don't worry, I won't take you there. You've already been. I do go there, though. Not a pretty place, but go where you need to. But that's why I say, really, I am not afraid to talk about anything here. Now, I said talk, not take action. Because I know some action some people would like to take. I'll play around with it. But really, the value in talking does open doors so that we can start to move the energy and sometimes that's all we need to do. If there's a physical karma, yeah, we need to physically take action. But a lot of these things are not physical karmas, they're astral, causal, mental, etheric. And so talking simply opens the door to let it move if we allow it. That's why, just like yesterday, I talked a lot about being willing to admit our fears, our judgments, or whatever, is because it's not the fear and judgment that causes a problem. It's the hanging on to it that does. That's the key here. What I'm trying to do here is just provide a space and an opportunity to let go. Because I know when we let go, well, guess what? Guess what? Well, God's always present. But we have to let go to know that. That's all it boils down to. The rest is fun and games, all the entertainment. It's just the process. That's what I enjoy. It's always different. It's part of the fun and the play, even when it doesn't seem like it. It really is child's play, because we are children of God, by the way. That's why I try to play with it all. I know how painful it is. I've had my depressions and 
deep, dark-seated fears and pains. But I was willing to go into them to find what's on the other side. And that's all I'm attempting to do here and even sharing and talking is present that opportunity if you're willing. And many of you are now. Yesterday was a wonderful day, and so is today. And it's wonderful the freedom that shows up when we really do it. Be willing to do your worst. I mean it, as well as your best. Don't always strive for the best because you set yourself up for miserable failure in your eyes. Why not just be the miserable failure now and get it done with so you won't worry about it? Well, isn't that how you judge yourself a lot of the time? Well, why not claim it? I'm a miserable failure. Wow, I'm a good miserable. I'm doing the best at failing miserably. <laughs> Seriously, it's very liberating when you finally claim it because that's where all of our judgments and fears are locked up inside of us that we're hanging on to because we're striving for perfection and doing it right all the time, that we're totally fucking ourselves because of the lopsidedness and imbalance we've created out of all those judgments and fears of why we're striving so hard to do it right. But the funny thing is, when you finally claim that other side of the worst, you're actually going to do better than what you thought was your best. It's so funny. Always works. Always works. The greatest successes are the ones who are not afraid of failure. That's why the whole Thomas Edison and the light bulb thing, right? What is it? It took a thousand times before he finally discovered what worked. Well, why does that one stick with everybody? How come you don't hear about the brilliant genius who got it right the first time? Says something about the human race, I guess. But in that thousand times is where we gain the experience as a soul. And that's why we're here, by the way. We're not here to get it right. We're here to fulfill our experience to learn about this aspect of God's creation. In the Garden of Eden, as many trees... One tree is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so we are here having our experience. And simply by having our experience, we're fulfilling, let me put it this way, to wake up and know your oneness with God, you've got to become with God in everything. Well, that also means the tree of knowledge. You've got to become one with it. And how do you think you become one with it? It's by going into it and experience it in all of its aspects, in all the branches and leaves and the fruits, that poison apple. When you allow yourself to go fully into it, the left and the right side, the bottom and the top is how you fulfill it, not by avoiding. You've got to go into the left and the right, the positive and the negative, and it makes it whole and complete. So do your worst as well as your best. Strive for the deepest, darkest depths of the pits of hell as well as the mountaintops and treetops and beyond. You're going to anyway. That's why all the teachers have always taught, if you want to go higher, you got to go lower. The lower you go, the higher you'll go. And the higher you go, 
you're going to go lower, because it is a reflection, by the way. So why limit yourself? I'm too scared. Oh, you poor little victim. Well, that's what it feels like. And I don't mean to make fun of this. I'm just trying to make a point because that's what we do and how we limit ourselves. You know, some of the biggest egos I've seen are often the smallest and the most scared, the greatest victims. And they overcompensate trying to make up for their insecurities by being so grand. I'm not saying that's true of everybody. I'm just saying I've seen that. And I know some that look and appear big, but really it's just because they've allowed the light of their spirit to shine so big, and it's not the ego. But how do we know the difference unless we really are awake and aware? Well, it doesn't matter about other people's processes anyway. It's really about ours. But we can definitely learn from one another in our observation to assist us in learning about ourselves. The mirror effect for each of us. And all judgment does is place a wedge of separation that doesn't allow us to learn. So forgiveness is key. I don't care if it's with yourself or others or God or anything and everything. Forgiveness of any kind is going to help because it removes separation of any kind that allows us to now expand and begin to see the truth behind the reality. What? Truth behind the reality. Well, I thought it was an illusion. Well, it is. I love it, though, when people say, in my real life, in the real world, well, in reality, not the dream, wow, you got it backwards. But I know that's what it seems like here. But when you really start waking up and experiencing the true spiritual realms, you'll know what I mean. Major difference. So all the stories of wearing the masks and the facades and these bodies and whatever and our clothes, again, they're just vehicles for the soul to have experience here, plain and simple. It's just what we do with it inside of ourselves, not with it, but inside of ourselves with it that makes a difference as far as our soul is concerned in our states of awareness and understanding and knowing. So the more we can wake up and know the divine, automatically we're going to have that loving, accepting, and forgiving, that compassion and caring and joy and peace, all those qualities we all want to embellish. Just remember to get all those. First, you've got to be very hateful and spiteful and envious and jealous and greedy to fulfill it. Yeah, money, 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 lust, lust, lust. Orgies and sex and drugs and alcohol. I do sound like a mad crazed person, don't I? <laughs> it's fun. You ought to try it. <laughs> the craze, not all this extra. Yeah. But haven't you had even dreams of such things? Listen, somewhere along in the soul's journey, in some lifetime or another, we're going to experience all these different things. Sex and orgies, drugs and alcohol, Murder, suicide, peaceful, joyful death, joyful living, painful living. It's all part of it. 
The only problem is what we do with it inside of ourselves that makes it a problem. Life itself is not a problem. It's what we do with inside of ourselves that creates it as a problem or not. That's all. Realize that. And if you really realize that, you realize you have the power and the freedom then through your choices to make the difference of how you're living your experience here. And by the way, when you do that, you also get so liberated and not have to come back here, in just in case you were wondering. It is us not wanting to be here that keeps us here. So yes, I know a lot of you say, I just want to get out of here. Well, I did too, but then at some point I came to a point where I realized that desire first served me in the beginning to motivate me to do the inner work, to get liberated. But then right when I was getting up in the etheric, ready to go into soul, wow, what was, something's holding me back. What the heck is that anchor I feel tied around my ankle holding me down? Oh my God, I've got to let go of my desire of getting out of here. Get it? You, got, you want to get liberated? You've got to give up that desire to truly get liberated. You've got to come to a place of neutrality, in other words, where it's okay if you're here or you're not here. Neutrality, unconditional loving, no attachments, none. Even if you have one, like the little booger on my finger. <laughs> you like that one, huh? Again, that one's mild. That's not my worst. That's why we have several days. Each day I get worse and worse and worse. It's just kind of preparing you. It might be a little bit too much of a shock to do it all at once. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a different type of a training, experiencing the divine. <laughs> Go there if you haven't been willing to set yourself free.